0: Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today. If we get to the word of God, talk about it. And this week we're looking at some very, very important theology about who Christ is and understanding God and the nature of God. I think you're going to really enjoy these messages this week and today. And I think it's really important because it's ba- what we're talking about is based on a survey recently done that found that evangelical Christians in America 43% of them would agree with the statement that Jesus was a great teacher a great man but he was not God well it's important we understand this because Jesus talked about and we saw this yesterday that unless you believe that he is God the Messiah the the Lord God Unless you believe that, you'll die in your sins. This is a salvation issue, my friends. This is not a peripheral issue where it's okay for good Christians to disagree with one another. This is very important that we understand this doctrine. And if we don't, we may very well not be saved. And my goodness, it's one of the reasons the church is weak, not understanding who it is that we're serving and following our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's jump right into this. The question to ask, we're going to look at today, what did the Old Testament prophets say about the identity of the Messiah? Now, the word Messiah is the Hebrew word for the anointed one. The Greek word is Christos, and we use the word Christ. So when we talk about Jesus Christ, Christ is not his last name. It's his title, Jesus the Anointed One, Jesus the Christ. You could also say Jesus the Messiah or Jesus Messiah. Same word, just different languages, Hebrew and Greek that we draw from. And so we're going to be looking a little bit at the Old Testament today about a couple prophecies about the Messiah and how the prophets may have understood God the oneness of God, and even the Trinity of God. Let's jump right into it. We've got a lot to cover today. Ready? The first verse we want to look at is, boy, it's a popular verse. It's a song from, it's a verse from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, and it says this, 6 and 7, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace, there will be no end to the increase of His government or of peace on the throne of David and over His kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. I love this verse. This is often thought of and sung. It, it was... Uh, of course, a popular verse from Isaiah, but in Handel's Messiah, this was one of the key songs in it. And it's often sung around Christmas time. But look at what it promises here. This, This is the Messiah. We know it's him because he's talking about sitting on the throne of David, an eternal kingdom established forever. We're talking about here who would be the king of the kingdom of God. It would be the Messiah. And look at how it describes him. He would be a child born And so, yes, He'd be a human being, and He would come to earth as a child. He would be a son given to us, but look what He would be called. He would be called Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace, Wonderful Counselor. I like in particular what we're talking about today is the deity of Jesus Christ. The Messiah would be known as the Mighty God, or this is the Lord God Almighty, this could be translated as well. The Lord God Almighty. Let's look at another verse here that, again, has to do, this is the Christmas season, and this has to do with, again, the birth of Christ. The wise men from the east had been coming to search for Jesus, and they encountered Herod, and they said, we heard that there was this king born. We saw a star where would this be? Well, Herod consulted with the Jewish scholars and they, they told him where the Messiah would be born. And we find it in, Isaiah, in, in Micah chapter 5, verse 2. And it says this But as for you, Bethlehem Epaphra, too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you one will go forth for me to be a ruler in Israel. His goings forth are from the long ago, from the days of eternity. This ruler, the king of the kingdom, the king who was born and a star was showing it that had Herod scared. Well, the the, the scholars knew where it would be. The scripture said he would be born in Bethlehem Apaphra. There are two Bethlehems in Israel. Apaphra is the smaller of them. Too little. It's a small little town. But it was the town that was an important town. Indeed, that's where Ruth ended up living and got, and when she married Boaz and they went back, when she went back with um, uh, um, her mother, Naomi, and the, and that's in Bethlehem. And then also it's where David's descendants known as the city of David because Ruth became the, what, the great-grandmother of David and this was known as the city of David and this is where the census brought Joseph and Mary back there, and where Jesus was then born. They were from Nazareth, but they went back there because of the census that was decreed. They had to go back to their city, and that's where Jesus was born in the city that was prophesied hundreds and hundreds of years earlier. It says of him that his de- going forth would be from the days of eternity. Now, you and I will, we're in Christ, we have eternal life, we'll live forever, but we don't go back in time eternally. You and I had a starting point. We were born. We became we a became, you know, conception. We became living beings. Our soul was given to us. And we now will live for eternity. But this one, this Messiah, he was from eternity past. Well, there's only one being who is eternal from the past, and that's God. He alone. And so this is, again, there's a reference to the Messiah, Jesus, would be eternal, not only in the future, but eternal past. This sets him apart from all people, from you and me. We're eternal future. He's eternal past and future. Now, the Old Testament prophets, though, there's a little bit of a problem. And that was, and Jews today have difficulty with understanding the Trinity and how the Messiah, how Jesus could be, God. And there's a variety of ideas of what Jews believe on this, from believing the Messiah is a period of time, not a real living person, to believing He is. Uh, they, some may, many see it the way we as Christians see the Messiah as, as coming in a person. But I want to just look at a couple verses here. In the Old Testament, key verse for the Jews is, Hear, O Israel, The Lord is our God, the Lord is one, Deuteronomy 4.6. This is the basis of their faith. This is what they recite as who they are and what their religion is about, that there's one God. Indeed, Judaism came out of a pagan uh, culture in which there were many, many gods that were worshipped. And the Lord God, our God, is the God. These others were seen as revealed as pagan gods, as idols, as false gods. This is why it's so important in Judaism and in in all religions, in truth, that there's one God, and we should, the first commandment, have no other gods before him, and second commandment, make for ourselves no idols. So this one God, that there's one God is vital in in the Jewish religion. But are there references to the Trinity in the Old Testament? Yes, there are. It's been said that the Old Testament is revealed in the New Testament and the New Testament is concealed in the Old Testament. We come to know far more about the Trinity in the New Testament the G- when Jesus came to explain it to us. But the, old te- the, the Trinity, the teaching of the triune God is found in the Old Testament. Let me just give you a couple of verses. This first one in chapter one of Genesis is more of a reference to, uh, to it. And it says this, then God said, let us make man in our image. According to our likeness, who's God talking about there? Who's let us make man? He wasn't talking to angels. Some people say that, but angels didn't. Angels aren't. We're not creating the image of angels. Angels aren't in the image of God. Angels did not create us. Only God is our creator. So God somehow God was speaking to Himself. We understand this in the Trinity. The Father may have been speaking to the Son and the Spirit. Let us make man in our image, a plurality there that God and then God created. We see a oneness and a plurality at the same time. But there's also a pretty good verse here in Isaiah 48. And we'll start, I won't read the whole passage, but we'll start in verse 12 so we know who we're talking about. And we'll then jump to the end of verse 16. Listen to me, O Jacob, even Israel, whom I called, I am he. I am the first. I am also the last. Clearly, God is talking here. Clearly, this is a reference to God. He called Israel. He's the one to speak to Israel. He's the first. He's the last. This is God. Look how he finishes this paragraph. And now the Lord God has sent me and his spirit. Isaiah 48, verse 16, we see the Trinity right there. God is speaking. God the Father is speaking, and He says, the Lord God, the Father, has sent me, the Son, Jesus, and His Spirit, the Holy Spirit. The oneness of God and the triunity of God right there in one Old Testament verse. There's others as well. There's a number of references and inferences to the the Trinity, but we find it more clearly taught, obviously, in the New Testament but this is how even the prophets of the Old Testament would have proclaimed and declared that there is that the the true God the Messiah would be the the one true God who would come to rescue us. Jesus, we declare and agree with these prophets. we agree with the theology taught in the scripture, both old and New Testament that you, the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of the living God, are indeed. The Lord yourself. You are the second person of the Trinity. You are the Son of God, and indeed you are God the Son. We bless you and worship you. You're worthy of this. The the angels longed to understand it. The prophets declared it to us ahead of time. And Jesus, when you came, you presented yourself as the Messiah. God, come to earth. We thank you for in this Christmas season for the incarnation, the miracle, the wonder, the love that God would come near to us. Hallelujah. We give you praise and honor. We acknowledge that you're the one who will, that all of history, it all culminates in you. When you came, you, you brought salvation and you brought a kingdom and we're glad that we're in it. We thank you. you're going to come again. And establish a kingdom in which you will rule the nations with a rod of iron. We thank you, Jesus. We praise you for who you are. And we thank you that you, by your being the Son of God, being yourself infinite and almighty, were able to offer yourselves and being holy, were able to offer yourself as a sacrifice for our sins that we might receive your righteousness, cleansing, and salvation. We bless you. We give you this day to walk with you in your victory and to walk with you in your truth. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Hey, folks. Wow. Thanks for being with me. Isn't the Bible awesome? I mean, isn't the Bible awesome? There's so much to learn in this book. I don't know if you realize this, but I don't know how much you know, but I guarantee it's just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much, there's a wealth of knowledge and wisdom and understanding because this book is about God. There's no limit to God. And so this is why we come here every day to get into the Word of God. We love the Word of God because we love the Lord. It's been said that your attitude towards God can be reflected by your attitude towards the Bible. You'll, you're hungry for God, you'll be hungry for the Bible. You'll love God, you'll love the Bible. You want to know God, you'll want to know the Bible. So I invite you to join me every day. If you're new here. Um, can I, welcome I hope you subscribe, like the video leave a comment, share with your friends help build our channel help build this group, this community of people who want to get into the Bible and learn every day, once a week is not enough for us we want to do it every day and so thanks for being here and I hope you come, I hope you're taking notes I hope you're jotting down ideas and I hope you're growing and I know if you come here day by day by day week by week, month by month You're going to be changed because there's power in the Word of God because it's the Word of the Almighty God. So if you're here regularly, I love you guys. Thanks for being with me. Until we meet tomorrow, might God bless you, strengthen you, fill you with grace and truth. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.